Good morning, world. Welcome to another episode of Zendependently Minded. If you are a new or returning listener, I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you're interested in keeping up to date and continuing to listen to the best podcast in the world, stay tuned because Zendependently Minded is only going to get bigger and better from here. And I promise, I promise I'm developing merch I haven't actually done anything since the last time I talked about it, but I will sometime soon. I've just been busy with school, traveling, dealing with, you know, all the rapid changes going on in life. But nevertheless, there's going to be merch one day, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be high quality. It's going to be unique. It's going to be sick. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it whenever it comes. I hope you enjoy this episode. Before we get started, we're going to have a brief word from our sponsor. Welcome back to another episode was independently minded. It's been a couple weeks, needed to take a break, started school, you know, had to get back into the groove and went went to a town called Colmar, France last weekend. It was really fun. Uh, it was a small getaway, like, you know, getaway weekend trip. I spent some time with my girlfriend. We ate some food. I had a kind of gross pizza while I was there. Stay hydrated. I had a a bit of a like gross kind of food experience. I overall it was a great trip, and overall the food was great because my girlfriend's food was good. She got some like mushroom gravy chicken with some fries, and then we got some escargot. I know my girlfriend was a lot of people were like escargot. Ew, I would never try that. And my girlfriend was one of those people, but then she downed a couple apérol spritzes, and she's like, "Let's get some fucking escargot." And we got some escargot. It's great. Tasted really good. It was drowned in like garlic, butter, pesto sauce. So it's like, unless you're like really into texture and texture like makes it or breaks it for you. I mean, it wasn't a big deal. It tastes like, it's like chicken. Chicken tastes like whatever you season it with or whatever you don't season it with. It has that kind of bland taste. And I've never had plain escargot before. I think I've only had it once before. But we were actually sad. We only got six of them. We should have got the 12. Um, I got a Quattro Formaggio, well, I don't know how to say, it's like Quattres Formagis or something in French, I know how to say four cheese in like, in Italian, which is Quattro Formaggio, but I can't say it in French, but I got that, one of the cheeses was like, tastes like this cave cheese, it's really strong, it's pungent, and I like strong cheese, I like, I like that crumbly cheese, every time I go to the grocery store, I, I try a new kind of cheese, the one with like the herbs on the other ends, and you're not supposed to eat that part, but it gives the cheese some flavor. I like stronger cheese, but this was like a like a rotten flavor. <laughs> and it was, you know, it was underneath the 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 regular layer of mozzarella cheese, so it was pretty bad. I didn't finish all that. And then we I tried some wine. Um the area the area of like the region that Colmar was in was supposed to be really really famous, you know, for their wines. And they actually have a vineyard that's supposed to be like a hundred, hundred something, like a hundred eight, hundred six kilometers long, which is which is pretty big. That's a, you know, it's a long, uh, that's a long, uh, you know, bit of land for just for grapes and wine and stuff. We didn't get to go down there because you know I wanted to do a wine tasting tour, um, but we drove up there and I, you know, just didn't want to. You know, I'm responsible. I'm a responsible adult. I'm a responsible drinker. I didn't want to drink wine and, you know, drive. That's not safe. And uh, we actually went on the way up there. 
And Saturday we got up there. Before we got to our, parked our car near the Airbnb we were staying at, we actually stopped by a grocery store called Cora. It was this huge grocery store. And it was amazing. It was the coolest grocery store I'd ever been in. It was like a mall in there. They had Nissan cars for sale. It was like they had an H&M, some clothing store, stores next to the actual grocery store. We had a shit ton of stuff. All of it was great. Got some grapes. We got some desserts. I'm right now munching on um, these sausage. I got a bunch of like containers of sausages, different sausages with seasoning and stuff. That's the bomb, man. It really is. Europe is amazing, and I'm really grateful and blessed to be here, but to get started, I want to share this quote, so I'm going to try my best to do this every episode, not the combat sports episodes, which I'll be recording tomorrow for the upcoming UFC fight night, because I haven't done any of them, I haven't done an episode on the, and I haven't done an MMA minded, and I think the last one I did was when Connor and Dustin fought the third time. And I haven't been doing them not because I was sad that Connor lost. It was actually harder to watch him get knocked out than it was to see him break his leg. Um, anyway, I haven't been doing them because I haven't been interested in the fights. The fights have been whack. And the the Derek Lewis Cyril Gone fight, I was just, what happened there? Yeah, I was on vacation. I was on vacation. I, you know, I wasn't able to watch the fights. I wasn't, you know, I was focusing on having a, a good time and a another area and enjoying the making making memories with my girlfriend so I just haven't been interested I really haven't I know the I rewatched the Cyril Gunn and um well not rewatched I watched the Cyril Gunn and Derek Lewis fight but I'll talk about that in in the MMA minded episode but anyway I'm going to for every independently minded episode of course I've I've failed to do to keep up with this in the past but I I, I'm going to, like, what I used to do is I used to share a piece of art, culture, you know, whatever, whatever, a song, movie, TV show, video. I know one time I shared, like, a TED Talk or some video from Twitter or whatever. But I'm going to open every episode. After the 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 opening sponsor, I'm going to share a quote that's meaningful to me and that I feel like I should share with people. It could be motivational. It could be funny, whatever. And for this week... So I've been reading Ernest Hemingway's books lately, and I'm on a book of his called A Movable Feast, and this is a quote from A Movable Feast, and it really spoke to me especially because I'm a writer, and you know sometimes I find myself you know, inspired heavily, or sometimes I find myself going down stretches where I have you know really tough writer's block, but this is something that spoke to me, and I, and I want to share it with you guys, and you could take Take of it and apply it to anything in your life. It doesn't have to be writing. It could be any other passion you have. If you're, a, if you like to run, you like to ride bikes, you like to draw, you like to make podcasts, um, you like to make movies, you like to, you know, post videos to your OnlyFans. It doesn't matter. This you could use this um, as inspiration. And uh, the quote reads, "I had learned already never to empty the well of my writing, but always to stop when there was still something there in the deep part of the well." And let it refill at night from the springs that fed it. So take of that what you will or shove it up your ass. If you don't give a shit, if you think that's cringe and you think it doesn't matter and it's riddles and you don't like literature, you know, you're you're insane and you're a communist. But teach their own. And I respect, you know, I respect everyone's choice to be wrong. <laughs> and I wanted to 
before we start getting into the news and the events and the topics and the 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 anal and all that shit, I wanted to share another sponsor that I actually have on this video. So this episode of Zendependently Minded and hopefully future episodes is sponsored by a new clothing brand called Gotcha Bitch. And it is a limited edition collaborative effort between OJ Simpson and Andrew Cuomo. So I'm actually wearing one of the hoodies right now. It's surprisingly, you know, slick and really, it's really smooth and silky, which is weird knowing that it was designed between a collaboration between two guys that would not want women or people that they're, you know, preying on to be able to escape. But it's really nice. It's really comfy. And... You know, it's a good quality stuff. You can tell they put effort into it, and I, I hope you guys are able to get your hands on it because it's limited edition. It's selling out. You know, O.J. Simpson and Andrew Cuomo got a lot of fans, so hop on that stuff real quick. Go to gotchabitch.org and get yourself get yourself some limited edition, really comfy merch. So, the first thing I wanted to talk about, I was reading this news report, and this isn't something like that's new or something that hasn't happened. I assume it happens all the time, but um, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying, dude. I'm I'm like so tired right now. I need to get me some, some cocaine or something because I'm like rambling. I'm rambling like Bill Burr, but not good at all. <laughs> so there was an anti-vax protest uh, at the LA City Hall. I want to say it was last week. Some of the notes I've been taking are a bit outdated but you know i'm not gonna put that much effort into this shit <sighs> who do i who do, who am i who do i look like i don't know am i andrew schultz i'm not gonna put an effort into my podcast kidding kidding uh so there was a the, at the anti-vaxxer protest in front of the la city hall someone was actually stabbed i'm like man listen i totally understand both sides of the argument i don't agree with either side I believe there's a middle ground, a logical middle ground, and most normal people sit in the middle, but you're not doing yourself any favors. I don't know who got stabbed. I don't know if it was an anti-vaxxer or it was a pro-vaxxer who likes to get all the vaccines shoved in their ass. I don't, I'm not sure. But either way, like, in 2021, it's kind of sad, but it's it goes the same for, like, in France. I wasn't able to do a lot of stuff with my girlfriend when I was in Colmar because there was a big protest going on. A bunch of streets were shut down. The The big cathedral there was was locked and closed, we couldn't go inside, and there's a bunch of museums that were closed, and like, listen, in 2021, it's a sad fact, but if you're going to a quote-unquote protest or rally, you just, there's no such thing as a peaceful protest or peaceful rally anymore, there's always got to be some asshole or some group of pieces of shit that have to go and be like the counter-protesters, and I just, they have the right to be a counter, they have the same right to protest as the original protesters, but like, for some reason, nobody is able to have, oh, actually, a lot of people are able to have nuanced conversations, but the people that are going to these protests and rallies, they are not able to have nuanced conversations with other people and with opposing, with opposition. That's why they're doing this bullshit protest and this bullshit rally, where in the end, they don't even have demands. Or if they do have demands, they're speaking to the wrong crowd. They're harming the wrong people. There shouldn't be, you shouldn't be harming anybody, but you get what I'm trying to say. You gotta have demands and you gotta have realistic demands and you gotta have a plan to reach these demands, which hopefully have solutions to a problem that you're protesting 
against or you're supporting or you're rallying against or for. And, you know, especially in L.A., if there's a fucking protest in L.A., unless you're suicidal, why are you going to a, a protest, especially for something that's so political, which it shouldn't be, as, you know, vaccines, uh, more specifically recently with the COVID vaccine. And I've said it so many times before. I'm sick and tired of talking about COVID. I'm tired of hearing the word COVID. But I always end up talking about COVID, and it's what I'm about to do right now. I've said it many times before. You have the choice, and you have the right to choose to get any kind, to put anything into your body. And I hope, but I know that most people are not doing this. You should do research, and you should, you know, weigh the the pros and cons and do a cost-benefit cost analysis of anything you're putting into your body, whether it's a drink, a drug, a vaccine, a food. A lot of people are not thinking about this stuff. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm always counting the calories and making sure I'm getting my fair share of fiber and, and, uh, protein in my body. I definitely don't do that, especially lately. I've been gaining weight and then dropping weight and then gaining weight, but you know, happy is healthy, right? Everybody has the right to choose what they're going to put into their own bodies and the decisions that they make, but they also... Everyone also has to deal with the consequences or the effects of said choices. And I said it in the past. And I've told you guys, it's not private knowledge. I'm vaccinated. Um, but I also don't look differently upon anybody who has chosen not to get the vaccine. In fact, you know, with this booster, sh booster shot shit coming up, I, uh, I'm... I'm not quite too sure if I'm going to be getting the booster shot. You know, it just all depends. I also said in the beginning I I wasn't I was leaning heavy, more towards not getting the vaccine, but then I, you know, like I did, like a like a normal sane person, I you know, weighed the pros and cons, did a cost benefit uh cost uh yeah, cost benefit analysis or whatever you call it, and decided it was best for me and my family for me to get it. And Nobody needs to be getting stabbed over anything, bro. Like, are you fucking serious? I th There are people out there that actually deserve to be stabbed. And their odds are they're not going to be a protester or counter-protester for the anti- for, for vaccines. It's, COVID should not be political. It's been made political. It's far past, you know, the point of no return. But guys, grow the fuck up. Grow the fuck up. Get a job, get a hobby, get a passion. Stop fucking spent wasting your goddamn time at these stupid-ass protests and rallies that, you know, they just carry too much of a danger. They carry too much of a danger. And also the counter-protesters. Are you going to consider your counter-protesting and group gathering? Are you going to consider that a super-spreader event? Of course not, because it's only a super-spreader event when it's not something that you're supporting. Just like with CNN. CNN, you know... I saw this compilation of fucking that piece of shit, asshole, bitch, fucking douchebag, uh, Chris Cuomo. He was like, when, when there were, when there was a Trump protest or a Trump rally, not a Trump protest, when there was a Trump rally, he'd be like, eh, look at these violent people. This is the, these are, this is the worst side of America. America's racists are getting bold. And then, when the when bigger when even bigger groups were riding in the streets burning down their cities looting the shops in their own community in response to George Floyd's murder and the other 
the other bits of police brutality or quote-unquote police brutality, he was like, oh, who said protests have to be peaceful? You can watch this myself. Don't take my word for it. Look it up yourself. Um, but be advised, it might piss you off like the way it pissed me off. He's like, oh, protests, well, who said the protests have to be peaceful? Do these people realize this country has been, was founded off of a, a violent, a violent protest? And I'm like, oh, fuck, go fuck yourself. Go back to faking your weightlifting, you asshole. I'm pretty sure your fucking brother needs, needs more attention. You need to make sure your brother's not fucking groping on innocent women and lying about it and shoving grandma and grandpa into the homes together when they get COVID so they could die and then underreporting COVID cases because you quote unquote don't want the Trump administration to use it against you. Like go fuck yourself. And it's not just Chris Cuomo. It's, it's, it's millions, millions. It's, it's tons and tons of these lamestream media outlets. And it's not just the lamestream media, independent news outlets like Vox. I can't, I don't think you can consider Vox independent anymore. But they all do it. Fox News does the same thing. They're like, oh, they're burning down. The it's, it's just, it's pathetic and I'm getting fucking tired of it. But I, here I am talking about it again. But long story short, the whole point is you absolutely have the right to protest whatever you want. Just know, just know that, you know, it's in our, it's, it's our literal God-given, uh, don't get triggered atheists, it's our God-given American-born right to assemble peacefully and protest. But just know, in 2021, sadly, you cannot get together and protest with without, you know, fully eliminating the risk of getting attacked or getting run over by cars or fucking getting stabbed. It's it's pathetic, and I'm, I'm tired of that shit. I really am. And it's another reason why I'm grateful to be in Europe, but, you know, like I said, with my experience in Comar, I'm not exempt from this shit. As far as I know, nobody got stabbed or run over or beaten in um, in Comar, and that that's partly due to the fact that the it was heavily, heavily barricaded by the police. The police were escorting them and making sure no one was going to attack them. And, you know, I don't know if that's a good or bad idea. I'll have to think about that more, but, yeah, that's... You know, that's L.A. for you, though. And that's this bullshit state of America right now. But so the next thing I wanted to talk about, so obviously, you know, I'm not going to get into the policy and, like, military, foreign, geographical, like, you know, side of Afghanistan. But obviously, everyone's everyone's been talking about it. It's a big piece of news. The United States is beginning to pull troops out of Afghanistan, and I think the new plan for that Joe Biden has put forth is to have all U.S. troops and forces out of Afghanistan by August 31st, and I've talked about this many times before. Um, I'm, not an, I'm not an expert on this stuff, but I know enough to be able to confidently say that while, while this is the right move for sure, Pulling out the troops, you know, better late than never, I guess. It it wasn't going to be pretty, no matter what. The second we went into Afghanistan, you know, we knew, anybody with half a brain knew that leaving was not going to be easy. Because if you left right away, you leave a power vacuum, and even leaving right now, you leave a power vacuum. It's what happened in, I want to say it's what happened in Iraq. We pulled out when, when Obama, because I think it was Obama who pulled out of Iraq, when Obama pulled troops out of Iraq, 
Iraq didn't have a stable form of government and it left a power vacuum, which the vacuum was filled by ISIS and ISIS grew in power from there. And we're seeing it with Taliban, with the Taliban, you know, it's too, it's too early to say if they're going to grow in power the, again, the way that ISIS did, but you know, a lot of people are pissed. I know there are a lot of pro-war people, you know, like John Bolton that are upset. They're like, oh man. Oh, like Liz Cheney, Liz Cheney. She's like, I've seen some funny clips of her almost kind of like exposing herself. Talk, she, she was, there was an interview she was doing with, I want to say CNN or, or MSNBC. And she was like, she was talking about how, uh, you know, when we first went in there and then she just kind of changed the subject. Cause she's like, yeah, you first went in there because your dad, you piece of shit. Who, who the fuck cares about who wakes up and says, Afghanistan, I want to know what Liz Cheney has to say. Fuck Liz Cheney, fuck Dick Cheney, and everyone who had a big part and who was pro-Afghanistan war. Um, George Bush and I want to say uh, Barbara Bush or whoever George Bush's wife's name is, I don't give a shit. They issued a statement on Afghanistan um, with messages to U.S. troops and veterans and I I don't have it written down. I don't have it in front of me what he said, but you guys can read it for yourself. I'm not gonna miss. I'm not gonna misquote it. But I do remember from when I read it that George Bush at least didn't complain about the pullout, because that would have been fucked up. Because he it's his fault. You know, he's the reason we got in there and we got in that mess in the first place. But you know, I I I know up where I'm living, there are a couple places where they're taking in Afghanistan refugees, and, you know, we're just going to have to see how it plays out. And my thoughts and prayers go out to to the veterans, to the troops, to the to the people, the brave, brave, brave people in Afghanistan that are part of the government, part of the, you know, the rebel forces, just the civilians and the contractors that were helping the U.S. troops while we were there. But it was, it was doomed from the get-go, and we've been there for too long. Too many people have died. Too much money has been spent on, you know, a war that we couldn't win. And, yeah, my thoughts and prayers go out to everybody affected, and we'll just have to see how it plays out. I know a lot of people are saying this could just be the military-industrial complex pulling out so there could be a power vacuum created that justifies them going back in. And I wouldn't put it past them, man. I really wouldn't. But, you know, I hope that doesn't happen and I don't want to get too into conspiracy theories, but if we're going to follow the history books, it's, it's a very high, there's a very high probability that that happens. But as far as Afghanistan knows, I want to know what Dax Shepard has to say about this, because for some reason, people give a fuck about what Dax Shepard says. I shared this funny clip of Joey Diaz taking a shit on Dax Shepard, and I thought it was hilarious, because I had told my girlfriend like a couple weeks before, I didn't actually remember his name. I just remember seeing his face in a few movies and TV shows, and I, I just there's something about his face that makes me want to punch it. And I've just always thought he was creepy looking. He looks like a raccoon. He looks like Rocket Raccoon. He should play the live action. They should like with the with the raccoon that they based Rocket Raccoon from Guardians of the Galaxy off of. They should replace that dead raccoon and take the CGI out and just use Dax Shepard because that dude looks like a coon, and the raccoon I mean. Don't don't try to cancel me for that. But yeah, Dak Shepard isn't funny. 
I don't know why the fuck anyone gives a shit about what he has to say, but like I said, everyone's entitled to their wrong opinions. Next little bit of news that I read was pretty cool. So I found out that recently, so I thought that all of the bodies and tombs and, you know, human remains in Pompeii from the, from, uh, you know, that, that town that lives, um, or the town that is under or close to Mount Vesuvius. So it erupted quite a few centuries back and the volcanic ash was, you know, it killed everybody like really quickly. And I think they, I thought that they had excavated all the human remains, but they actually just found a new tomb with what they're saying is the best preserved human remains ever found in Pompeii, which is exciting, also grim, but, you know, hopefully the people that had died, the the bodies, the remains that they found, hopefully they can, you know, maybe they, maybe they can pass on now, maybe they can live in peace in the afterlife or whatever you believe in. It's just interesting to me that even with technology today, we're still finding human remains that are well-preserved um, in Pompeii. And that's exciting. And I, you know, I, I honestly, I've been wanting to go to Pompeii for a long time, and I definitely will get around to there. I hope to live in Italy one day, and then it'll be easier to get to Pompeii. But, um, sorry, I got to keep chewing my sausage. Um, so I don't know if you guys have seen the video or maybe you've seen the headline, but so recently, so I actually, there's two videos into the saga. I'm not completely sure if they're related or not, but I saw the surveillance video in a UPS building of a couple people breaking into a mailbox and they actually, it was reported that they were able to get their hands on a master key, which has me thinking someone at UPS was involved in this, but basically there's a surveillance video of either two or three people. Stay hydrated, bitches. Two or three people breaking into a, a like an, an APO box or a, a mailbox in a UPS building, and actually, they they were taking out and they stole a bunch of ballots related to the recalling of Gavin Newsom. So if you guys don't know, Gavin Newsom is the governor of California. He's one of the most corrupt, hypocritical, worst governors, you know, out there right now. And he's up for recall because people are so unhappy and they're so pissed off with his his job as so-called leader that, you know, they're trying to remove him from office. So it's like it's like it's like impeaching and removing a president, but with a governor. So that's what's happening. I, I'm pretty sure I'm doing that right. I bet you my boy Hector is going to listen to this and be like, you fucking idiot. You you piece of shit. You dumbass. You totally misrepresented it. You're an idiot. Kill yourself or something. Not really. He's not going to say that. But yeah, so, so these people actually stole some recall ballots for Gavin Newsom. And, you know, this is pretty alarming. This is pretty alarming. And the other story that I... That I read on this. I'm not sure if it's related or not, but there was some dude who was passed out in his car in like a drug haze or something. And they actually found a bunch of Gavin Newsom recall ballots in his car. And I was wondering like, maybe one of the assailants, you know, maybe one of the assailants is this guy in the car and he stole him and he passed, got passed out or maybe someone paid him off. I know some people were like, I bet you Gavin Newsom's team paid this guy 
told them, oh, we'll give you a dollar for for each ballot that you can you can steal and you know discard, so you can help my case and or uh, the sway the the recall case or voting in my favor or whatever. But you know, it could also be, and I I think I'm leaning more towards this could could have just been some like some crackhead that needed money and then he found these pieces of paper and thought they were valuable and was like, oh, I'll just sleep on it tonight and tomorrow I'll take them to the black market or something or take them to my dealer and see what I can get for them. I'm not sure, but I've said this many times in the past and this is probably the, that probably won't be the last time I talk about it, but this, this really shows how fragile and how imperfect voting systems can be because Two or three people were just able to break into a UPS and steal some recall ballots. And this shows that this could happen with any issue, not just related to recalling of a governor. It could be on, you know, the legalization of marijuana or, you know, some kind of charter schools bill or something on uh, guns. It could totally be swayed and it shows how you need higher voting security and you need to up the security and the quality of voting systems and just the way that things go with voting. And I've said in the past, I do not believe I'm... And for, for people that kind of lean more... Because like I said, I, I'm, I will never, ever, ever take the label politically um, of anything other than independent. And because my values are scattered all over the place. I'm not just... I don't just lean right on issues. I don't just lean left on issues. Certain things, I may lean more towards the right or the center or up, down, left, right. A, B, A, B, X, Y, start, select, whatever. Um, but I I don't believe that in the, 26, the 2020 presidential election, I do not believe, um, looking at the evidence, that there is enough... I don't believe there's enough evidence to prove that Donald Trump lost because of voter fraud. Obviously, I'm a sane, logical person. I know that there is voter fraud. There's voter fraud in every election, whether it's county, state, or the presidential election, but I just didn't see enough evidence to point towards there being enough voter fraud to sway in Joe Biden's favor. I've said in the past, I'm not going to repeat it, the reasons why I thought Trump lost, but this just goes to show, you know, even on something as big as, you know, this is the biggest, most populated state in the United States, and the potential recalling of one of the worst governors in recent California history and just recent United States history, this is a big deal. And we can't afford to, you know, we're never going to take the cases of voter fraud down to zero. But if we can minimize it and make it as secure as possible, you know, that's, that's, that's the goal. And I know a lot of people are like, well, if, if this could happen in, with the, uh, with the recalling of Gavin Newsom, how can you sit here and say that it couldn't happen for the, for the entire, all 50 states in the United States and the absentee uh, ballots for people that live in the territories or that are living out of the United States but are still Americans, a.k.a. me. And I just, I shared it in the past, guys. Like, when I voted, when I voted in the 2020 election, I voted as an absentee because I'm still an American citizen, but I'm not living in the United States, and I'm, I was still able to vote. And like I said, I'll say it again, Something happened, there was a glitch, whether whether intentional or unintentional, that had me voting three times 
three different answers on all of the... Some of them might have been the same. I didn't look at them. I didn't care to ask. So I only voted once, obviously. I am... What the fuck? Who am I? You you guys should know me by now if you're listening. Or if, if you're listening for the first time... Um, guys, I'm not going to fucking vote more than once. I don't give a shit. <laughs> the, the process of voting was long. It was annoying. It was hard. I needed to show 4,069 different forms of ID, and I had to fill out a million different forms. Um, and I wouldn't do that three times. I don't have, I don't care that much about any fucking issue to do that shit, to go through that shit three times. But so anyway, long story short, El Paso County, the El Paso County's County DA's office was able to track me down. They were able to track down my European phone number, my email address, which probably was on the ballot. Um, so they were able to get their hands on that, but they were able to track me down. Um, they were able to look over my copies and my different forms that I had to fill out for voting, and they were able to conclude that, yeah, the process was confusing, it was a system error, you only voted the one time, of course it only counted once, um, but with that all being said, guys, the DA, the DA County, the DA for El Paso County, Colorado Springs, they were able to track me down across the world to investigate potential voter fraud, whether intentional or unintentional, and just that just my experience showed me that these people, you know, the people that are responsible for voting security, they take this shit seriously. And I have anecdotal evidence for that. They take this shit seriously. And to assume that the presidential election in 2020 was rigged and there was enough voter fraud to overturn the, to turn the tides and allow Joe Biden to get elected, you have to assume that every single county across the United States was in on it, and every person had to get paid off, or every person had to get, you know, told to turn a blind eye and get threatened or whatever, and I just don't believe that. I really, I genuinely do not believe that. So, while I've made it clear who I voted for, while I've made it clear, um, you know, my thoughts on the 2020 election, I just don't think that, I just don't think that there's enough evidence to prove that Joe Biden was, you know, elected wrongfully and by way of voter fraud. But that all being said, you know, we need to look in, I hope, and I already know from experience that they're probably looking into this, the guy that passed out in his car with all the recall ballots and the people that stole the recall ballots, uh, you know, I'm confident that they're going to get to the bottom of this. And I'm also confident that Californians are going to successfully recall Gavin Newsom and hopefully get someone in there that can start, you know, one governor is probably not going to be able to fix the problems that California has, but if they can at least lay the foundations by the time they get out of office and kind of lay the blueprints for the next governor to come in and continue their work, California might, you know, recover and become a better state to live in. Because I'm from California. I was born there. I've lived in there on multiple occasions. I love San Diego. I love parts of the Bay Area. I was born in the Bay Area in a town called Fairfield. I love California, and I... And I I'm not like these fucking psychos. I talk shit about California and I'm disgusted by them all the time. But I don't wish bad on them. I want the people to live there to live good lives. I want them to be able to find solutions to their homeless problems. I want them to get rid of Nancy Pelosi and let her live her 180th birthday in Martha's Vineyard or whatever at Obama's birthday party. I want California to do better. I want them to prosper as I do with every state in the United States and every country around the entire world. But we'll see what we'll see how this plays out, but you know, 
It's interesting. It's interesting to say the least. The last bit of news I wanted to talk about. So I read this this funny headline and it said um, there was a Belgian woman banned from a zoo after a four-year affair with a chimpanzee. I'm like, bro, I've been to Belgium once. I went to Brussels. And I know most of the family wasn't too big on it. It was a bit dirty. There was a lot of human shit in the street. But the cathedral was really cool. The town was cool. I remember being, you know, near like the Capitol building or something, looking down the street. There was this really beautiful view. The street was like very open. There were no buildings in front of it. And you could see like the entire city from up there. It was beautiful. And they make great chocolate too. And and I didn't, I don't remember drinking beer while I was there, but I hear Belgian beer is really good. <clears throat> but I'm like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> what are Belgian women up to these days? What are Belgian people up to these days? How do you have a four-year affair? Like, what what's an affair? Like, are, was did she cheat on her husband and like sneak out, you know, 30 minutes past midnight to go have Italian dinner with the chimpanzee? I don't understand that. The only thing I was thinking of was like, guys, where's the LGBT community when you need them? Love is love. Add the C in there for chimpanzee love. But anyways, that's going to wrap up this episode. The last, the piece of culture that I want to share is actually, specifically, it's a song by an artist that I know named Timothy Morris. It's a song that he just released recently. It's, I believe it's a single off of his upcoming album. It's coming out in November called Mystery. The song is called Mystery. And it's a beautiful song. It's got some really, really important messaging in its lyrics. The... The vocals are impressive. The vocals are a bit haunting in a good way. The the music video is excellent. And, you know, the, the, the instrumentals, the guitar instrumentals are beautiful. It's a great song overall. I know Timothy because I call him Tim. Tim is my cousin. And I'm not just sharing this song because he's my cousin. But he genuinely has made great music. Not just this song. I'm really, really excited about this album. But... All of his music he's made in the past is right down my alley. Um, he's living his best life. He's making beautiful, beautiful music. His family is, they're always involved in his music. Um, I know his sister is involved in, she she was involved in the production. I'm pretty sure she was actually the director for the music video. The music video is great. It's it, it's It's really, really superb. And I know his dad and his mom and his other sister, they all, they all, chip in it's all a really beautiful you know like family they're they're a beautiful family and they're making great stuff tim tim has continued to make great music touching music deep music high quality music that you can tell comes from the soul when you listen to it you're like hey he put his heart and soul into this and his sister and his family members and the community uh, around the area that he lives in they put their heart and soul into this stuff. And that's that's all I can ask for. That's all I can ask for. Even if the music was bad, I would still appreciate it. Because I would be able to tell, and I'm able to tell right now, that he puts his heart and soul into that. And as as a writer myself, and as someone that gets in touch with my creative side all the time, you know, I appreciate that. I really do. And I want you guys to check him out. His name is Timothy Morris. He has a YouTube channel. I believe his music is on most of the major music platforms. You can check out his Facebook page. I'm pretty sure it's called Timothy Morris Music. He's great. He's talented. He has a bright future. I'm really proud of him. And that all being said, as always, stay safe. Stay away from those crazies out there. Catch you on the next episode. Thank you. Mm-hmm.